Welcome. You're listening to Advocacy Conversations with A&J. I'm Alicia. I guide amazing souls to a life where they flourish through soul messages, energy shifts, and spiritual tools. I'm Jess, a 40-year-old queer fat activist with a passion for reading, dance, and making people laugh. Each week, we enjoy open and honest conversations with each other and occasional guests that will inspire our listeners to advocate for themselves, try something new, or get answers to burning questions. A couple of disclaimers before we start the episode. The thoughts and opinions shared on this podcast are that of the individuals participating in the conversations. The views shared are not substitute for professional, medical, or legal advice. Now let's jump into the conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back. Woo, we're back. Episode 43. Woo. Wow. <laughs> and we're going to hit you with a big one today. We're like back and we're not even going to like dip our toe in. We're just going to cannonball into the conversation yeah. today. Like, yeah. And everyone place a bet now. Fresh. At what time will Alicia start to cry in the episode? I write it down. Write it down. <laughs> Take Honest. your mess. We're doing honor system with this. <laughs> no, uh, what do you tell everybody what your main topic is? Our main topic is going to be like feminism. And when can it be like a positive impact? But like it, that's a pretty broad, broad term, right? Feminism. Because I feel like it's like my like one of my favorite F words <laughs> as a female oh. identifying cisgendered woman who was, uh, you know, assigned female at birth. Um, I feel like it's one of my favorite F words, but it can also be like not a good word because yeah. people use it in a derogatory term. So right. um, tell me, Alicia, what does feminism mean and look like for you? Feminism to me is the ability to be yourself and do whatever you want. Meaning, um, if you want to be the CEO of a company, you're allowed to do that. If you want to become an astronaut, you can. Um, and you're not looked at as like, wow, you did that and you're a girl. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, feminism to me is having the choice over your body, over your rights. And they're not different than it's just about equality. It's about not being seen as less than be or a burden because you are female. You know, that to me is feminism. Feminism is the right to be a hundred percent who you are and how you want to be that person. And um, I also look at it as, you know, not necessarily a gender assigned thing, but I feel feminism also can really help the non-binary people um, because it's all about that. To me, it's all about that ability to be whoever you want to be in whatever way you want to choose. I like what about that. you? God, it, it means a lot to me. Um, I The first thing that came to my head when we started talking about that, me, talking about this is that Tupac song that's like, because we all came from our mother, got our name from our mother kind of, yeah. um, you know, uh, moment in his song. Like, you can't tell 
a woman when or uh, how or when to become one kind of situation. I feel like Mm -hmm. feminism is a little bit of what you said, like the fight for equity or equitable treatment. um, Mm -hmm. And for people who voice that, um, I also believe that it's a positive word for me, but a lot of people can say like, oh, that's too feminine and it's too this. And they kind of use it as a derogatory or like you had Mm -hmm. said, a less than term. But um, feminism is everywhere. Um, But if I had to say this, so Tupac came to my mind. And then the second thing that came to my mind is Lizzo. Because Lizzo is, in my opinion, someone who embodies feminism on Mm -hmm. every level. And she is, you know, a strong, black, talented, inspirational woman Mm -hmm. who is putting herself in a situation um, in the public eye to let and to encourage and empower other people to do what she does. And also embraces sexuality because I feel like that's also like a blurred line with feminism is people are like, women should be treated this way and that way. But then if they're, if they dress too sultry or too, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm using quotation marks, scandalous, then they're being whorish or bad word, um, you know, that kind of stuff. But like, instead of just embracing all of that, they're like, we're not allowed to celebrate it. Like, unless it's like someone else exploiting it, we're not Mm -hmm. allowed to celebrate Um, Our body, and that can be for anybody, um, non-binary, transgender, everybody. Like, we're not allowed to celebrate the beautifulness that is us. So feminism for me is that. Um, This is going to be a good conversation. I I love that. I know that, like, um, I saw an interview of Emma, was it Watson that was in Harry Potter? Yes. Okay. So Emma (laughs) Potter. Emma Potter. (laughs) Emma Watson was in that live version remake of beauty and the beast and during that time she was also on the cover of a magazine i don't remember so don't i'm not even gonna say what i think it was um and she was implied naked or like topless in the photo or whatever and people came after her and they were like i thought you were a feminist um and she was like right and it was my choice to do that like that's right that's how I see the feminism. And I think you really pointed that out is um, that there is that sexist side of it. And that feminism to a lot of people is also being maybe more of a prude or anything like that. And it's like Mm -hmm. um, conservative values in the sense of like a woman is supposed to be X, Y, Z. And there's not a supposed to with women and feminism. I feel like, again you get to choose who you want Lizzo is an amazing example of it because she does not apologize she doesn't apologize that she looks how she looks and she is vegan and people don't believe her but she is a vegan and she has her body shape how she is and she looks amazing and she performs and you know like I just think she does embody the definition of feminism i i totally agree with that because she is unapologetically herself and if we can all learn something from her i think that that's a great example that we can all follow 
Well, and it's so interesting because I feel like everything in um, today's political climate and just I would say globally is like it's it's this or that, it's black or white, like there is an in-between when everything is on a spectrum. Um, and sometimes like I think certain um, demographics hijack things Uh to fit their narrative. So you hit the nail mm-hmm. on the head when you say like conservative stuff. So I'm going to say it right now. Conservative white men want feminism to be the dirty F word. And yeah. if it doesn't hit a certain box for them, that it's then becomes derogatory or uh, a negative connotation as opposed mm-hmm. to something that's empowering and uplifting. And if it doesn't fit their version of feminine or feministic, they turn it into the bad F word, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because people will look at people like um, Elizabeth Warren and, and say she's a bad feminist or Hillary Clinton, like a bad feminist, like how, like people dragged Hillary Clinton for staying Mm -hmm. with Bill Clinton and said, how can you be a feminist? Like that, first of all, like that is their own private stuff. Like there's a whole lot of people in this world who make decisions, who forgive people. Forgiveness is an act for yourself, not for everybody else. And if she did that act for, like that doesn't make her any less of a feminist advocate for other people. But, um, you know, like it, it comes down to like the biggest thing in feminism right now is like maternity leave. Like we allow dogs to have more time with their puppies than we do human women. Like, right. On top of that, and then people are fighting for paternity, right, or parental, I should say, parental leave so that partners, so um, husbands and and other partners can stay with their partner who's either had the child or if they need to bond with it. And people are like, I don't just, why do we need that? And it's like, it's like a feminist issue, but like it affects everybody, you know? Absolutely. So... And again, it comes down to like, look what you just went through, like a caregiver situation. Mm-hmm. Like typically caregiver situations, see everything comes full circle in conversations with A and A, like falls to a female or, or fem- feminine pre- presenting person to do the taking care of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, for generations, I'd say for decades, probably centuries, if not more, like that's been the role, right? Yeah. Um but it's interesting because there's what are some other examples? Who else do you think in your in your brain is a great example of a feminist? Um ooh. You know, that's um why is it so hard? I'm gonna tell you, I have two came to my head right away. RBG okay. and Harry Styles. Beautiful. Right? Like beautiful. Amazing people. And feminists. <laughs> Which later we need to talk about because I saw something about canceling Harry. So please catch me up on what? that because I don't know what's going on. Oh, no. Okay. We're going to have to research that. I don't yeah, know either. I have no clue. But, you know, like the first names that I was thinking of is like, um, like Brene Brown. I think it's amazing that she's turned her intellect into her brand in a way that people listen And it's so sad to say that I find that as a feminist quality because people listen to her, even though she's a woman, you know, like you'll hear that you'll hear that like, oh, she's this amazing, amazing researcher, you know, and there's always that connotation of like for a woman, you know? Yep. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, what does that mean? Right. For a woman, you know? 
Well, it's hard to not talk about feminism and obviously the the recent midterm elections um, that we've just been through. We will not go into a political standpoint. Like another feminist for me is AOC. Like yeah. bad ass bitch. I love that woman. Bad words. Um, who is an, oh, I apologize. I can't remember her name, but I know it as soon as I see it. That activist that's in Texas that was oh the young teenage girl yeah the young teenage girl i don't know her name either but she's on the tiktok olivia something i can't yes. remember the rest of her name um, she's, she's a badass yeah like and yep. she again just like owns who she is and she ended up raising like four or five million dollars yes. or something like that because yep. matt gates basically body shamed her and so yep. she was like all right let's turn this into something you know yep she's incredible stacy abrams is also an incredible yes. feminist like but just a human advocate in general yeah um, just incredible and i you know i just want to point out a couple of feminists that i connected with during the situation with my mom that nobody will really know but there were like some of the palliative care team that um the reason i want to just point that out is i don't think you have to necessarily point out just these famous names, but the reason mm-hmm. I, I acknowledge some of the nurse practitioners and nurses and doctors even that I worked with specifically in the palliative care ward. And if people aren't aware, palliative care a lot of times is associated with pain relief, um, end of end of life care, but they really work with a lot of cancer patients with that severe chronic pain and eliminating the pain as much as they can. And they also see um, the person as more than their illness, at least my experience. Mm -hmm. And my experience was that they also saw my dad for who he was for my mom and saw Mm -hmm. him as a, a person who was coming in every day. And they saw me for who I was as well. And they acknowledged my pain in that way and empowered me to feel what I needed to feel at the hospital when I was lost. Um, And so I think that too is like another level of feminism, those quiet voices, those quiet people that you meet that have such an impact in Mm -hmm. allowing you to feel the strength that you need to get through, you know, like they may not have changed, you know, like many people's lives, but for me it was an act of true feminism because they were so empowering and unapologetic, like allowing me to be unapologetic of the fact that I was broken when I, when, when my mom was in the hospital and they supported me and they lifted me up. And, you know, I think that's another side of feminism too, that some people have, right. It's about like that empowerment movement for each other. You know, like Mm -hmm. I want to surround myself with people who empower me and accept me to be who I am. And again, because it's about empowering and accepting, I think that that goes in line with feminism too. Because again, I see feminism as like that equality, that unapologetic self. Yeah. I also feel like feminism can, it doesn't have to be always strong. It can be finding beauty in the soft parts and, mm. and the sad parts and the difficult parts. Yeah. Um, 
you know, because a, a, a personal feminist for me is my one of my best friends and my old boss, Shannon Cameron, who is a fierce advocate for our community, um, really kind of pivoted her life and became an executive director of a food pantry. So she sees the most vulnerable in our community mm-hmm. on a daily basis and but sees them as humans yeah, and you know, we'll always be like, Hey, if you're not doing anything this Friday, come over to my house. Let's make sandwiches for the community fridge. Or every Thursday I go to the homeless encampment and I just help clean up and I take out their trash and bring them anything that they might need or find out what they need so I can bring it. And you know, all through this, she's also dealing with a mom who's been put into a home and a dad mm-hmm. who's had some surgeries. And so, so much. you know, there's all of this, this moments of all of her strength coming out, but I think it's also important to recognize that sometimes when people show us that soft side, that that's a beautiful side of feminism as well. Because like I I mentioned Harry Styles because as, as a a male identifying person, because sometimes people, again, look at feminism as being soft or negative and, or or only strong and never embracing that. It's like what you said, like all encompassing, Mm -hmm. um, which is just, you know, like, do we think that I'm going to pivot real quick because you know when we were talking about this topic we were saying like can it have a positive impact? And I think it depends on who you're talking to. 100%. Right? Yeah. You know, like can well, people Well, I think it depends on who it scares. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people look at feminism as taking away from maleism if that's a yep. word. You know, and that's not how I see it. I don't see me having equal rights takes away from him having equal rights, you know? Um, But yeah, I think, I think it's all about your perception on what that is. People that fight maternity leave and paternity leave fight it because they think that their money that they're working hard for is going to go to this other person. Right. Who's sitting at home being lazy. And so I think, too, a positive twist to feminism can only be received by the people who want to receive it. Right. Well, I think that's the hard part, too. Again, like when you when we say positively impact, um, it is it when it positively impacts someone else, it is somehow inadvertently threatening someone else, even though it's not. It's like a sense of like like what you just said, like I you're taking from me when it has nothing to do with them, right? Like nothing at all. Like if someone is going to stay home, it's, it's, you know, like, but I feel like you could be, and that's the other thing too, is like people will be like, I'm just trying to be the best or whatever. And I think if we could, I just leaned away from my mic. So I'm sorry if I got quiet for a second. Um, If we all just took a moment and stopped like blaming other people or looking for, I would say the scapegoat. I feel like feminism and feminist is a great scapegoat because there are some like extremists, right? Like there are something called a turf, right? Which is like a, a, a feminist who is against trans people, trans women basically. And they think that a trans woman is a threat to their, their femininity, um, which is not right. Like it's not, it's not, it's you're, you're trying to, to say that you are in, and it's usually a bunch of white women (laughs) who are a turf, if you will. Um, And uh, because they think that uh, a trans woman having the same rights as a woman is, 
is wrong. And so they're saying like they're the better feminist because they're they're a, a true, true feminist. Um, so you know, there's always those people as well. And then you're like, actually, you are trash. <laughs> you're trash. Right. Well, I mean, I think that um, people need to stop caring about that crap. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't know what to say because it's just like, it's just that argument is so ridiculous to me. You know, it, I can't wrap my head around it. It, it's I it's don't the same see thing. it as taking away. Like, I'm not less I of don't... a woman because somebody is going through a transition that has nothing to do with me. Well, that's like stupid Caitlyn Jenner talking about Dylan. You know who Dylan is, right? Dylan is this trans woman um, yeah, that is kind of I love sharing her. her journey. Love her yeah. so much, right? Like a shining light in this world. Like yeah. their energy is beautiful. And for Caitlyn Jenner, from their place of privilege of their whole life, to say something negative about someone else going through the journey, like again, what it's did, like it's what did she say? I see. I don't I, know the stuff. See, I don't. I don't know the story fully. So please, I'm. We're not gonna. We're we'll not gonna cite up. our sources. Everyone no. can Google it because I also don't want to cause more harm. Dylan has addressed it on their TikTok, so okay. you could find it and then support them by watching the TikTok because they're an amazing creator. Um, but it was pretty negative, and it was just like, how dare for me? How dare you even get on a platform to try to talk poorly about this person? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I don't know. I just and that's that's the moment. And when it's like, why do f- people feel the the need to like dim someone else's light? Like, I feel like we. If I was a therapist, I could unpack a lot of things with Miss Caitlin and be like, Are you upset because Dylan is experiencing this journey earlier than you did and has mm. acceptance on a global scale and you did not and you still feel slighted in some way? Um, you know, all of those things. But like, that's the, that's the hard part for me because I feel like there is always, and again, this probably deep seating goes deeper than just feminism, but like, it's the, it's the, I can't, you can't because that's mine or I can't because you're preventing me. Like, kind or, of situation. There's also this mentality of like, well, that's not how it was for me. So it shouldn't be like yes. that for you. No, yep. why don't we want further growth in everything, you know? And I yep. had this conversation with actually my family a couple of years ago, and they were talking about, like, who whose generation had it the worst? And I was like, you can't compare that. Because no. my, my worst day is my worst day. The hardest part of my life is my hardest part of my life. It's not for right. anybody else to be like, oh, well, when I was three, blah, 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 blah. You know, right. like... It's all like about you, you know, like you get to make those choices and your trauma is your trauma. And some people are traumatized by things that other people aren't, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I just feel like there is a level of, I think it comes from selfishness. Oh, I would agree. And yeah. Lack of caring. Well, and it always comes down to to the threat. It to, and I'm going to say this, people probably are not going to agree with me, but the threat to the white man, like a white right. man in power, you know, like 
how long was it that women only had leadership roles when it came to nursing, um, education, things to do around the home? And it's still that way. That's why you have a heavily female identifying population in as educators, as nurses. And, you know, because those were the roles that were kind of expected of us. And so when you see women creeping into the boardroom, you see women uh, refereeing NFL sports, NBA sports, um, NHL sports, like people are thinking like we're taking a spot away away from someone else rather than being the best person for the job. Right. you know, and that's a, that's a whole that's probably a whole other conversation because I saw a thing a TikTok that said, um, "Stop saying that you have imposter syndrome. You got the job because of your qualifications." Like, mm. you know, because that's that happens a lot. Like women in leadership, I experience it. I have horrible imposter syndrome, where I am overly thorough. I double check everything. I seek approval on every level. I check with everybody first, as opposed to being a decision maker. Um, because I feel that I don't deserve the role that I have, but then I have to think, oh, I got my role. Right. Oh no, where did you go? I lost Alicia. She hit a chord, I think. I think she might have hit a chord. I'm not quite sure where she went. She's back. There she is. We found her. Weird. Um, so that's gonna be in the episode. I was like, I think we lost her. She's gone. It's just me now. We'll see I don't know. Was listening to it. <laughs> So here's hoping it's still going, but, um, but imposter syndrome is a big thing that has a lot to do with feminism. And then like, obviously, and this is probably going to be a good, almost stopping point for us on this conversation, because it's going to bleed into a new conversation. Um, when it comes to the Roe v. Wade stuff, like we, people are saying like feminists are the ones that the blah, 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 but like, it's a, it's a woman's right to choose. It's our body. You know, like, and that's why feminism is my favorite F word. Like, I was assigned female at birth. I am a cisgendered identifying woman who is queer, who is married to my wife, but like, who cannot have kids because of a disease that's ravaged my insides, which probably could have been caught years before if doctors would have listened to me. So for me, feminism is advocacy. Feminism is mm-hmm. uh, where why I've gotten to where I have in the world today. But it is, it's hard sometimes to see the positive aspect because my brain is trained to be like, it has to be the fighting aspect. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think too, a belief is um, you can't be kind and fighting and it's all about how you Mm -hmm. do it. You just can't make it personal, you know, like, right. um, But I think too, an important thing to remember is First, everybody, regardless of what side you're on, we need to listen to the other side to try to understand it. And that, I think, is what opens up the conversation of, like, understanding. But the problem becomes often, in my history, I've noticed this, there's not the the listening gets missed mm-hmm. on either side, you know, like, because they're like, no. No, let me finish my point. Let me tell you my experience. No, like, yeah, well, that was you. You know, like, there's not true listening. And so, you know, kind of like what we say in our um, intro is all about, or maybe it's the outro. I think it's our outro. 
or outro where like the best part of a conversation sometimes is that listening aspect to it. And I think that if our listeners can take anything from this beginning conversation of feminism is let's listen. And then also we can be wiser in how we reply. So if you are a feminist and you want to believe in advocating and being an activist for the feminism rights, then let's listen and then let's strategize and let's, you know, like come up with, you know, the best plan of action for us. Yeah. Well, and I think feminism also talks about pushing the boundary and you hit it on the floor. When we know better, we do better, right? And Mm -hmm. so when people combat or maybe they bring to the conversation uh, old ways of thinking or previous ways of thinking because it was the way it was always done or how, like, I hate the word fundamental values, all of that kind of stuff. Like, again, those are all personal things. And so when you share lived experiences and you're trying to then make decisions for people outward of yourself, that's where you have to check yourself, boo, right? Like that's where the feminism um, in a strong like push for for perseverance and forward motion might come in because yeah. we can have conversations um, from people politically on both quote unquote sides of the aisle. We can have conversations with anybody. But for me, when I think of my feminist views is I should not have the say over someone who is not in my person. Mm. Like even if it's a person in my family, like I should not have that control over someone, you know? So um, that's a hard, that's a hard thing because we look at the extremists that battle feminism and so much of it comes from like fundamental, it's always been this way, this or that. And, you know, uh, my favorite is when they quote Bible things, which, again, is their personal interpretation of a writing, right. <laughs> um, you know, which, again, cannot, should not affect the people outside of your person um, in an ideal world, which is, I think, where maybe feminism um, stemmed from, that people were sick of being told how to think, what to do, this or that, and said, let me do an experience on my own right. for, my, for myself, you know, so – this has been a good conversation today. Awesome. This is a good one. We could probably go on forever, but I like we. I wrote down a couple places where we could branch off and have other conversations. But I think we'll wrap this one up for today. We have yeah. so much more coming. Episode forty three, season two. This is our second episode of season two. Super exciting. Um, if anybody has questions, come and join us. Join yeah, us and let us know what your uh, definition of feminism is, and let us know what your thoughts are about Ooh, this. Yeah. Because then we can bring those into the next part of our conversation on this. Because the conversation's not over. Until everybody believes the way we believe. Just kidding. (laughs) 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 Well, have a good week, everybody. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We are so thankful to our listeners for taking time out of their day to listen to our podcast. You are all so appreciated. Our podcast is self-produced and edited. With your support and help, we would love to reach more people. So don't forget to review our podcast on any of the streaming services you're listening to us on. Apple Podcasts, Podcruncher, Spotify, etc. And share with your friends. We invite you to share the conversation with us. You can email us at conversationswithanj at gmail.com. Find us on socials at conversationswithanj on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, every good conversation comes from good listening. Bye!